You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. because we're kind of trying to break this up into two episodes. Uh, uh, what's the show called? Red Wings Rant. Woo! Uh, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. We're tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Uh, Mike, today we're going to put a player grade on everybody uh, on the Red Wings roster uh, with uh, our favorite pizza place. Little Caesars going to help great. you grade the Detroit Red Wings. And right we're also going to discuss uh, trade uh, trading for Jack Eichel and what it's going to take. And we're going to have a lot of fun here based on the conversation we just had before we started. But before we get into all that, as always, we have some business to get into. That's so right. I Man, slowly drop the Last volume. night, some big names headlined. This weekend's UFC 262 card. Man, Nate Diaz was there. Even Michael Chandler. My God. What, what? an event. Uh, there was no shortage of action. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official <laughs> sportsbook, being partner of UFC as a heavyweight offer. That was this weekend, but I'm sure they'll have it for subsequent weekends because they want you to bet on UFC fights. Um, uh, all you had to do was pick the main event fighter you thought would win, and then uh, with these uh, new... New odds, you get 100 to 1 odds on a particular fighter. That's uh, for new members of DraftKings. So sign up now for the next UFC. Going to be 263 right around the corner. <laughs> so uh, bet $1 Probably. on select fighters, and if they win, you win $100. No way to put it. Your uh, MMA knowledge to the test. Stop just being the loudmouth guy. Put your money where your big mouth is and be rich and a big mouth. How about that? Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Now, the key here, key here folks, you, you got to use promo code THPN to unlock all of these great offers. When you're a new customer, you get new offers every day, so just hit up that code. But one, once more, here we go. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to unlock all of those exclusive offers at uh, uh, using the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, and, of course, it was the $1 to $100, but they've got so many more fun games to play. That's code THPN to unlock all those exclusive offers uh, for new customers for a limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. This is a mess. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right. Let's get into some of the fun. Uh, yeah. Mike, what? Let's, let's, let's get through some of this uh, baloney first. NHL playoffs started, Mike. You had a hot take. I think everybody has this hot take. I think what, we all collectively we have this hot take. Why are there still regular season games and playoff games on the same day? Right. Matt, if they're not deciding the standings, if they have no bearing on the actual part of the season we care about, why are we still playing these games? 
Well, I, I don't I don't know. There's playoff games yesterday and regular season games. Today there's playoff games and regular season games. Matt, according to you, we're gonna have regular season hockey all the way through May 19th. Is that correct? Yes. Why can't we just pull the only thing Major League Baseball does right and just call a rain out? It's over. It's done. You guys only played, you know, 159 games this year instead of 162. Doesn't matter. Doesn't count for anything. I, it's just an opportunity to get injured. What's the point? I, you know, it's funny you say that. And I start, you know, like, uh, what would a bat, uh, baseball contract look like for for TV contracts? And they're like, they're, I mean... Here's your schedule, but, uh, you know, 162 games, but subject to change. And the NHL comes in and they're like, hey, you want to do TV contract with us? We don't cancel anything. You're going to get that full game no matter what. If it's meaningless and it's got nothing to do with the playoffs, we'll be on 3.30 on a Tuesday afternoon. Come check us out. (laughs) You know, I would... uh... I would almost have the NHL players a little bit like that classic Simpsons moment when they showed a soccer game and it was 11 on 11 and the ball just kind of slowly went from one side of the field to the other. I would just take the face off and then just kind of pass back and forth across center ice until the game was over. Like, what is the point of this? There's, there's nothing in it. I know these guys are competitive athletes and you know, they don't want to lose, but I just, why, why? I don't know. I, I mean, you bring up the best point of, of talking about, uh, you know, baseball and how they handle it. Um, I mean, really, it's just it's, it's or at least silly if, because it, it, if, here's if go they're going to play the regular season games. Why did they start the playoffs this weekend? We're contractually obligated to start on May 15th. We have to start on May 15th. There's nothing <laughs> there's nothing else about it. Got to do it. <laughs> I mean, that is a good question. It, I, I will argue one point is that this is going to put on on a pedestal the North Division, the Canadian Division of uh, so those games with Toronto and Montreal, Edmonton and Winnipeg. It's like now everybody's eyes are going to be on that because I'm assuming they're going to finish the full first round before they move on to the next round. Even though because of the way the divisions are broken up this year, they're not going to affect each other till uh, we get to the the conference championship round. Uh, but uh, I'd assume that they're going to hold on to that and not start round two, maybe. But if they do do that, that's them saying, hey, take a look at Austin Matthews. Take a look at Connor McDavid. These are your two biggest stars in the sport. You're going to have to watch. If they make it to game seven, that's all we're going to be watching for a few days. And I, I, I will say, as much as I agree with you, there is one. That's the only silver lining I can pull from this. And they'll be able to highlight their two biggest stars in the NHL that people probably aren't paying attention to. <laughs> I am fascinated to learn what the uh, Nielsen ratings are for these TV contracts uh, for these games. We gotta, we gotta honor that contract. All right, let's see that viewership. Uh, Matt, let's move on. We have uh, the biggest Red Wing news easily. Uh, the clock is ticking on. Iserman and Blaschel on either sides of one table. Oh, and my, Blaschel just sliding across, you know, an offer for a re-signed deal. And Iserman just kind of staring at him. Matt, who blinks first? <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, Jeff is going to start to who's, blush, Matt, right? Who like says, who's, Matt, who says no? 
I mean, it certainly is going to look like a nice, um, affordable coaching contract, right? Like half these teams are still playing the game of forget the salary cap. We have a team budget to make this whole operation profitable, uh, or at least as close to profitable or lose the least amount of money. So you bring in a Jeff Blashill. You know what, Mike? He ain't going to cost, you know, bad word. You know, S-H-I-T. He's going to be very cheap. So that's going to, that's definitely going to come into play here. As much as we argue that people really have nothing to base this no development um, on besides just going, you know what, this bad team is performing poorly. And then we just go, yeah, we all... We all knew it was going to perform poorly. What do you mean, like, this is on Jeff Blaschel? We came into the season going, here's the expectation. Expectation met. I, I, don't, I don't know. And then there's there's also the argument, uh, did he exceed expectations? Uh, and is, is that where you move the contract forward? I don't think so. Mike, if we all had a job and we were given our expectations and we met those expectations, do you expect to lose that job at the end of the at the end of the contract because you met expectations no even if you're a little bit below you don't necessarily expect to lose them uh because there's always outside circumstances there's a million variables that go into like a losing season um and again i don't know if you can point at what's been going on these last couple of years and say that the development's been hurt because there's really there isn't a good team around it to to suggest that it has like declined because of jeff blashell um, and, uh, you know, another thing, quick, quick plug, our, uh, our blogger, Jesse's putting together a long, long winded article. So it's, I don't know when it's coming out, but what we're taking a look at is like these, uh, you know, you, you have your coach of the years, you have guys that get fired and the, um, the stats that go along with it is like, you have like a, a poorly performing goaltender, um, your PDO's low. Uh, because your goalie can't stop a puck, and then that coach gets fired, and and you you, you label that guy as a bad coach, <laughs> and like it's just I bet the margins, and this is the point of the article and the conversations I've been having with Jesse and some of the things that he's discovered, the margins are razor thin. So here's what you get when the margins are razor thin, and you keep Jeff Blaschel, guy you know. A guy who's certainly ready to follow the Iser plan, uh, and Steve would know that. If he doesn't think he's following the Iser plan, I think he doesn't get that last contract uh, um, extension. And um, I, I still think you're looking at a guy that's that's a player's coach. You're not bringing in torts. You don't want to like destroy these guys who are mostly young and make them hate hockey. I, I think all that rolls into a good decision to just keep rolling uh, rolling ahead with Jeff. And I, I don't know how much more there is to say. I think a lot of people have labeled him as the problem. And I don't know if they've watched enough sports. I hate to do it because there's going to be people that are watching, you know, watching the show and they're going to get angry. But the longer I watch sports, the more that you can kind of pinpoint where a coach is a problem. And Mike, we watch Matt Patricia constantly label the players around him as a problem and him come back coming back to having won before and it was just like this weird attitude that you saw and you're like well this just isn't good for pr 
that's a good reason to get rid of a coach. When your team stinks and it's as hard as it is to like build a winner in the NHL as it is, we expect them to stink. Then they stink. I don't think you turn and look at the coach and go, this guy's got to go. Just doesn't, it doesn't add up. I mean, if, if people thought this was a playoff contender, absolutely. I just think that your expectations were too high if you thought they were a playoff contender. I think, so, I think, uh, I took all the points, so I don't, I don't know if, no, I mean, got to fill up my, so like, you know, plug. one of our, one of our, uh, one of our boys here, one of the big advocates for joining the Red Wings when they had a lot of, uh, potential suitors was, you know, Bobby Ryan. And one of his talking points was, you know, I really wanted to go play for Steve Eicherman. And I think that does help. Right. But, that helped in a way where it was a, a reclamation project for a player who was trying to get his career back online. And so he knew that he was working with a good GM. So he knew that, you know, in the event that, you know, the team was performing poorly and Bob was playing well, you know, he'd get moved to, you know, a good situation. But I don't know if that's the same case for a free agent that we're not signing to a one-year deal, that we're trying to sign to a three, four, five, six-year deal. Um and that's where, you know, I don't know if Blashill is the sexiest pick for a guy you got to actually come in and work with every single day at practice and, you know, in the locker room and, you know, in games getting yelled at. Um, so I don't know if that's the spot where, you know, we don't have a deal yet because, you know, Iserman's just kind of waiting to see if, uh, you know, Brenda Moore resigns in Carolina, um, you know, trying to wait and see if that happens. Uh, that's That's still my favorite one, even though he's... If he doesn't go, if he doesn't resign, he's probably going to Seattle to hang out with Ron Francis. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, – we're just waiting for the rest, like for the, the playoffs to kind of shake out before they make a Blashill decision. I would say yes because they can, you know, see what coaches are available. Um, so I just – I think of the three cities, Seattle, you'd be starting from scratch. Carolina, you're in Carolina. Ugh. Or it could be in Detroit. Matt, we have a Gordy House statue. You want to you, you want to coach here? Uh, you get to hang out with Mo Sider maybe next season, unless we you know make him develop for another three to four years. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I I think that 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 contract by Eiserman, I set up that scenario on one table. I think Eiserman would just kind of let it sit there, and then he'd bring up a couple other chairs on either side of the table as the uh, playoffs shake out and we see what coaches are available. So I think they're going to wait. It's going to be situation where we're going to be patient. Um, I was fun. My favorite part of the whole topic was that it was reported by M live um, with in the article. I'm going to say this because he has us blocked, but I follow him on my personal account. Um, <laughs> it was answer Khan said like, we'll, we'll have an answer by Monday. Um, and Mike today's Sunday. So we are, we, we've had a full week and, and no Jeff Blaschel response. Uh, but if you went through the article, he had absolutely zero proof that we were going to get an answer. So he just put up some dog shit <laughs> to try and get clicks onto MLive. And I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> what the hell? And we don't have an answer. Be completely different if he was like, yeah, we're definitely getting an answer on Monday. And then uh, then we get an answer. Uh, and we didn't. So, yeah, that's that's. When I say it's my favorite part, it's my least favorite part of sports journalism because you get to say that stuff 
And it's not the same as like if you're covering politics and, and politicians because there's not a lot that goes into it. So you get to kind of just say whatever you want and get your clicks and then you just sit back and go, all right, mission accomplished. Um, I don't know. You, you <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Mike, you're, you're talking about uh, bringing people over and, and the Iser plan and how much uh, the NHL seems to be on board with uh, what the Iser plan is, or at least guys that finally hear it are like, I believe. So, Mike, are we going to have a happy Jack Eichel once we trade and bring him over? Because is, is he going to learn what the Iser plan is and be a... Uh, be back at the top of the 95% uh, of the league, or I should say the top 5% of the league uh, in regards to the top 95% player, Mike. Um, no, all right. That was uh, just poor choice of words there. Uh, obviously, what we're referencing is Jack Eichel having a press conference earlier this week um, and saying the way that his, his injury situation is being handled uh, is very confusing uh, to the point, if if you haven't heard yet, fans of uh, the Detroit Red Wings, he has, a, he has an injury in his neck that he would like handled differently, and the Sabres are saying no to that. Uh, he'd, he'd like to try some experimental, um, I'm, I'm going to say surgery, uh, for lack of a better word. I don't even know exactly what's going on uh, with what that experimental procedure i should say maybe not surgery but whatever that procedure would be um and the sabers are saying no and and a lot of this is probably what led to jack coming out and saying you know i want to be ready and uh just sort of stating rather obtusely you know i want to be ready for next season no matter what team i'm playing for so there it is everybody goes to cat friendly everybody goes to the trade simulator and we try and figure out what can work um, Mike, Jack Eichel, over the last three seasons, the 95% I was referring to is uh, the 95% war score that Jay Fresh gives Jack Eichel. Now, this, this at his position as a top-line center, I mean, you're talking about the elite, elite of the league. His production is there, maybe not so much this past season, but again, we just mentioned the injury. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking a top-line center. One of the most difficult things to find and and to you know build your whole team around uh, is that top line center. So many teams in the league would love a Jack Eichel, and of course we'd we'd also have to reference his thirty five percent WAR score uh, for just this single season, uh, and that's that's to say he had such a terrible year this year. But if you look at the WAR score over the last three seasons, was so great that it's still ninety five percent over those last three seasons, even with this terrible turn in for 2021. So Jack, great player. Um, puck possession wise, production wise, if you just want to talk the hard numbers, this, this is your guy that you have on your team that uh, by the end of the season, he's in heart trophy conversations, uh, especially if the team that he's on plays better. So uh, of course, Buffalo just keeps getting worse and worse. Jack Eichel wants out. Mike, we have a case forward, a case against, and I think we're going to have some fun here and try and find a way to bring them over to the Red Wings uh, without losing Moritz Sider or Lucas Raymond. So uh, I, I'm putting it out there, Mike. If you wanted to do a hockey trade, you're not – you doofuses out there saying, uh, you know, like we're going to go through the roster and it's going to be like, well – you give him Hronik and 
you know, Luke Glendening, and it's like, no, can it? You got to get rid of Moritz Sider, Lucas Raymond, because this is a team that wants your top prospect because they're giving up the best guy they have to offer. And they're doing a reset, and if they're changing their timeline, they're not just hoping the timeline gets pushed out eight years. <laughs> they need a little bit more uh, succinct. They need, they need some sort of fan base. So here we are, Mike. Well, you gotta, we'll go top level here. You got to get rid of Moritz Sider or Lucas Raymond. We have a case for and a case against. Do you want me to go through that? All right. Well, well, this is – I didn't realize that he still had this neck injury. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about, you know, I just want – you know, Eichel saying, I just want to see if I can be ready. I only have so many years left in my career. And it, it sounds pretty scary. Uh, it almost seems like he's painting a pretty bleak picture um, on his return next season. And I don't know if that's just, you know, at this point, an emotional thing. Like, um, you know, he's he's such a highly touted prospect. He came up, you know, so quickly. He was productive so quickly. And Buffalo still stinks. And he still doesn't get to be in the playoffs. So I don't know if it's just kind of that, you know, he just feels defeated. It, it certainly feels that way, uh, reading the quotes. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, as far as making this trade, right, you'd be getting an elite center. Um, knock on wood that, you know, he can return from injury. Um, herniated discs in your neck are, are not great. Um, this, this is also a guy, you know, he's gotten uh, rib injuries, wrist injuries. Um, it, it's so just buyer beware. You are getting an elite player, but he has had boo-boos and a neck injury is, uh, you know, something to keep an eye on. You know, it turns out, you know, that's a pretty vital uh, part of the human uh, uh, anatomy is the neck. Um, so assuming you're getting him, assuming he's going to be, you know, not injured, you, you're right. You have to give up a lot. Um, there's some weird, you know, whispers out there that, you know, Buffalo wants four first round picks, but in a world where we're seeing, you know, grumpy players get, get moved, um, uh, where, you know, it's, you know, almost like 50 cents on the dollar. Um, because they're, they're basically saying, you know, I'm going to play like shit because I, you know, I have no incentive to keep playing hard for you. Uh, you can, you can get them a little bit under market value. And so if there's ever a time, uh, for the Red Wings to kind of sniff around acquiring a player of that, of that level, uh, this is the time to do it. You've got mountains of cap space. Um, you have the prospects, you have all these extra picks, you have Iserman making the picks. So if Buffalo's going to be seduced by, you know, ooh, this is a, a Red Wing first round pick, you know, Iserman is going to be that guy who's, you know, got that potential to find value in the second and third round. So maybe he can say, maybe we stop punting on first round picks because I have the eyeball to find these guys deeper in the draft. So I think you're right. If it's a realistic Buffalo Sabres trade, they, they they have to take cider. They have to take um, Lucas Raymond. And then what else? How do you fill that out? How do you make that trade sexy enough for Buffalo? And that's where you you know would have to include this year's first round pick, next year's first round pick. Um, they would probably let us keep the um, what do we have? That uh, Jesus Christ. 
our second first rounder coming up this year. Did we uh, from the yeah, uh, from the trade? Yeah, and then um, I don't know. I I would say the biggest piece of the puzzle, Matt, that would make Buffalo, you know, you know, of all the offers that they could possibly take, and knowing how much cap space uh, the Red Wings have, <sighs> that's where you might have to bite the bullet and take Jeff Skinner off their hands. Um, a guy who's definitely underproduced. Well, no, no, no. Let's go forward. Cause I want, I'm going to say that any trade you would have to eat Jeff Skinner's contract, a guy no. who he's, he's got like half a point a game. That, um, you know, he's about to be 30 years old. Uh, Matt, you'd be paying him all the way to 26, 27. I think if you're going to eat that, that cap space for them and kind of help them reset with two top prospects and Red Wing first round picks, I think that's how you get, in the room for one of the top three offers for, for Eichel. I think, yes, I, that's where I wanted to back up. Like that's where Iserman comes in and starts to work through all of his cap space. What does Buffalo's situation look like? How does he sell it to Buffalo to say, um, you guys are doing a reset and you have some contracts on here that are just going to screw you over no matter what you try to do with this reset. I, I don't think Buffalo's coming in and asking for that. I think that's where Steve is using his Iser plan and, you know, 3D chess level brain. He, he's the one who's coming in and mentioning these other contracts like Arista Linen and, and Jeff Skinner. But what I, we, we hadn't gotten to yet was that, you know, um, the case for and case against, I think it's pretty clear that, that the case for, um, you know, if you're, if you're giving up, like you said, a, a couple of first round picks over the next couple of years, you're hoping that you're going to find a Jack Eichel. The only thing is, and this, this is where we're going to have to try and, and pull back how many prospects and draft picks we're losing uh, by, by acquiring Jack Eichel. You want to limit that limit one of these three things. And that's because I say the case against is that the Iser plan is prospects is draft picks and it's flexibility. So you don't want to lose all of these things. You want to lose one of these things, right? Or at least maybe two. But if you're bringing over Jack Eichel, you are absolutely losing flexibility. Are you losing it at the end of his contract? Um, you don't need flexibility for this upcoming year, but this isn't the same situation we've been talking about, like working cap and trying to do like, what you know, bring over Mark Stahl and we get a draft pick because the $6 million this year isn't going to hurt us. Eichel's 10 million is going to hurt us when we're trying to give more insider Lucas Raymond a huge contract. So that's where it does hurt. Um, and then draft picks, you want to give Iserman as many as possible. And uh, yeah, the prospect pool is what it's all about. So again, if it was just Eichel, I think that's where we start to lose things. So I, I, I wanted to play the game. Let's, let's, let's just lose one or two of these things. And that's where maybe we can hold on to some prospects when the Jeff Skinner thing comes into play. So, again, everybody listening to this is going, what? You're going to take $19 million worth of contract up until, what, 2027? 20, and, um, Mike, should we, where do we throw in the asterisk that ultimately, I don't know if I want to do this, but <laughs> let's, let's just, we play around here, right? Um, Jeff Skater, $9 million till 2027. And Eichel, $10 million until 2026. So this is going to hurt for a while. But this is where the Iser plan and this 3D chess plan mother effort comes into play. 
Mike, I, I suggest that we try and split this contract down. Let's get some retained salary in some other spaces. We're going to have Buffalo retained salary, move the contract over to Columbus, and we are going to lose some later round contracts to have Columbus take some of the salary of Jeff Skinner. Now, I might be a little, I don't know, bullish in thinking that some Can second round why, picks why are Columbus? going Columbus has some space. They, they've they got space to play with. They're also in the same boat where they're collecting draft picks because they, they, they're they going – I mean, it could be anybody with space. But I, I think Seattle. I don't know if Seattle's ready to just jump in and do some cap space, but it could definitely work. I mean, if you want to go that route. Uh, they want to be part of the sizzle reel. Hell I, yeah. I just like Columbus because we know that they've been collecting draft picks. So that that team came into play or came in, came to mind real quick. Uh, but Seattle could, yeah, they could jump in here. Maybe they want to be more conservative than than Vegas was. I don't know if that's the best play. I think uh, what Vegas proved is that if you win early, um, <laughs> you're gonna get a, a rabid fan base. So let's say it is Seattle. Maybe they want to play it more conservative. That's a completely perfectly good option. Ultimately, what we're looking for is to help Buffalo get rid of that Skinner contract so that it's not just, all right, we're losing a few, dra- you know, we're losing first round picks. We're losing guys that have already, you know, been um, developing for a little bit. Uh, you know, going back to why we think Moritz Sider or Lucas Raymond absolutely has to go is because the Sabres just can't, they can't just move forward with none of that. Would you say so, that the key to this deal, like, you know, with the couple teams that are going to want to trade for uh, Eichel, the key to keeping the Red Wings in the discussion is Jeff Skinner. No, 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 no. I I think this this is something where we're kind of <laughs> we're kind of going off the wall here. Because <laughs> I, I think, think I think it could be that, that I think it could be them dumping Jeff Skinner. I because I, so, I don't I think Eiserman is going to be as stingy as he possibly can with those draft picks, like you said. Um, he loves prospects. Um, he even loves prospects from, you know, 2015 who haven't panned out and he wants to help, you know, bring them aboard to give them a second or third chance. So I got to think that the, the only way for him to keep some of the draft picks to keep Cider or Lucas Raymond would be to take a shitty contract. I, I got to think that that's going to be the key. And this is the shittiest of all contracts. Like, that's why we're picking this, because, Mike, we're kind of playing this game hoping, like, this is this is Cider and Raymond sticking around. That's why I'm eyeing this contract and saying, all right, we trade this, we do some retained salary. By the time this contract heads over to the Red Wings, if we can get you – know, and this is me trying to make this work. This is me fantasy booking this to make it work so I can be happy. The chances of this, you know, you play the game, who says no? Buffalo says no. But I want Buffalo to retain half the salary. We move them, you know, Columbus, Seattle, retain half the salary. I'm not 100% sure you can do that. So let, let, let's just say now we've gone from 9 to 4-5 to 2-7-5, right? Now, he, now Jeff Skinner is a Red Wing for $2.75 million. You can either keep him. And with his, he's actually got pretty good defensive numbers. If you guys go and take a look, Evolving Wild has him as uh, a pretty good Corsi against and expected goals against per 60 player. You keep him and see if things work in the middle six or the bottom six. 
Um, or you buy them out, Mike, and that buyout is going to go over, sure, 12 years, but it's only a million. And over those 12 years, the salary is going to go, you know, the salary cap is finally going to go up. So this is some crazy fantasy booking here to make this work. And yes, we are taking the worst contract, I would say, in the NHL and Jeff Skinner and moving it around a couple of times. Um, but eventually, I think, I think that's how you could make this work. And Buffalo probably still wants a good, they're going to need something now. And I think you mentioned earlier, Mike, before we even started recording, a name it's like Tyler like Zadina, Zadina Bertuzzi. Right. I, I'm wondering if, it, if you need you need that level up from Bertuzzi and you got to get rid of Zadina. Um, but that's that's where it becomes so much easier, right? If you do this <laughs> fancy financial finagling uh, and you can move that Skinner contract for Buffalo, bring it over to Detroit and try and limit it as much as possible to, to take that pain. And, um, you know, just a quick little note here. Even if we're only getting, if only one side can retain some of that salary, and it's it's four or five coming over until uh, two thousand twenty seven. I know that that two point seven five for twelve years. It's not going to be fun, but you also have Jack Eichel. So I mean, if anything, you can make the argument that he's getting paid uh, less than the market would suggest at at ten. So now you're you're jacking him up to twelve million. Is the cost of Jack Eichel, even though he's getting paid ten, right? He's getting paid $12 million. He is that good. He's a Hart Trophy candidate, I think, when when the, when the he's healthy. Um, so I, I guess, yeah, that, right, like, so it, me, that's where it all starts to, to make sense, right? Yeah. So, Matt, what is the, oh. final, what is the final offer? That's, that's true. I, What's I the winning offer? This, I got yeah. to wrap this all together, right? All right. So we're doing – I'm going to trade away our two first rounds this year. Ready? We're going to do, let's give him Zadina. Two first rounds, Zadina, and uh, let's see, their their defense sucks too. So maybe, I don't know, what do you think? Is, is Hero- I, I, I took a dump on people throwing Heronic out there, but maybe maybe Heronic and his half a point per game looks pretty good on on paper. That's I don't think that's enough. I think they say no. And and we take and we're moving the Jeff Skinner contract out. Nope. You got you got your your you gotta give me mo, you gotta give me Mo Cider or a Lucas Raymond. All right. And Jonathan. <sighs> Bergren, Cider, and two first round picks for not a, you know what? Go to hell Skinner with your capitals first. Go to hell. I want Red Wing first round picks. I want them this year and next year. Yeah, then it's still a no from me. Uh, if I'm if I'm Steve, that's too much. Because remember, I'm trying to limit prospects, draft picks, and flexibility. We lose a lot of flexibility. We're losing draft picks, and we're losing prospects. So, like I said, if you can't limit that to two out of three, then it's a no. All right, Matt, you take the spot of Buffalo. I'm I'm Iserman. I'm saying, uh, God, I I can't. Man. There's just no way. There, I, I don't. Ugh. Our biggest weapon is that Jeff Skinner contract. I mean, and it's not even a good do, weapon. And it's honestly a disgusting weapon to say that. Uh, oh, we we've got we've got this, you guys. We're gonna eat a six-year, nine million dollar contract. <laughs> like it's it's because look, here's 
when the dust settles, you know, if they say, no, listen, we said four first round picks. All right. We're going to find that offer out there. So it might be a middling team that gives us one, two, three, four, and then maybe they stink a year and they're, and they're in the lottery and we, you know, cash out on that. Um, and you have to give us like an NHL player and you have to give us prospects. Woo. Yeah. It's yeah, just, I mean, you nailed it there. Like it's, we're sitting here trying to make this the Skinner thing work. I mean, you could put in Ristolainen in there. I, I still don't. It, it's so difficult, and it, there's just no. There isn't. There isn't anything that gets me that excited. Like I, I still would prefer to roll the dice than, right? Than than to chance all this for for a guy that you already mentioned. Mike has that neck injury too, so it just. Yeah, I, I mean, Iserman would really have to say, look, this is more about us helping you reset, so we're going to eat a Jeff Skinner contract, or at least take half of it, and Eichel's hurt, and he doesn't want to be there, so we're going to give you two firsts. Oof, Zadina, Berggren, and Hronik. And that's still, that's five, five <laughs> shots. Two Red Wing firsts, which is pretty sexy right now. Um... What if you get a 2023 first round pick from Buffalo? They say no. Okay. <laughs> well, Buffalo's most valuable, their most valuable pieces are draft picks coming, and, you know, this offseason, the next one, and the next one. And uh, thanks for reaching out, Fethdar. I mean, that this, this, this is definitely, as we try to make this work, like the only thing I think that is going to make this work is Eichel's bad attitude, right? Like, he would have to be performing at such a low level that Buffalo has no choice but to, you know, like, all right, fine, we got to move you. And I would blame Eichel for that. Go ahead. Do you say um, if if somehow Iserman can do draft picks and no Cider, no Lucas Raymond, can you get on board with it? You know, if you're thrown in, like, Bergeron and, I don't know, Wallander. And like, then they say three firsts. I, I, that's easier to stomach. I, I think, um, yeah, if you drew the line and, and we said no cider, no, no Raymond, I, I'm, then I'm, I'm more open to anything. Uh, at that point, you are, then you're playing that game. Well, how many drafts is it going to take before we find Jack Eichel? And then you go, all right, three, three drafts is pretty reasonable. Um, you know, like you, you go for it because it, it's only, it's only three drafts. Um, but you're getting right. again, you're supposedly a heart trophy candidate. I, I do, I do keep coming back to, I want experimental neck surge, surgery, which it's his body. He, he should be able to do it. He should hate Buffalo for not letting him do it, or at least even in the suggestion that he shouldn't do it. But um, that does really irk me because then we're not talking about it for sure heart trophy candidate, right? Like that immediately is thrown out the window because now we're, we're talking about, you know, you're trading. What, what is the thing that makes us want to trade the prospects is that we don't know what we get with the prospects, but we go with a guy like Eichel. The assumption is that we do know, but now again, we're in the unknown for both sides. So it, it just gets even more. Yeah. I mean, yucky. okay. If we, yeah. If you make that trade, um, you know, Eisman, that it, when they when they find out the Red Wings didn't win the bid, it's because, um, hey, wrestling fan, my dude, what's up, yeah, yeah. 
I'm glad to have you, Fethdar. This is great. I, uh, more more comments uh, coming. We got uh, coming up. We're going to grade uh, the Red Wings based on Little Caesars items. So uh, <laughs> as a Michigan man, you'll uh, you'll appreciate that. Um, I guess to kind of close this point out, so if you did get Eichel, and by the grace of God, you know, if they didn't have to give up cider, how close are you to filling out that top line where we said, you know, a top three uh, for forwards and then defensemen? How far along are you? Well, one of the things we're going to reveal with uh, going over the season grades is like how well Verona grades out, and he does grade out as a first-line winger. Um, so you've got your center. You said um, – Sorry, just to recap, am I losing, or I'm keeping both Cider and Raymond? By the grace of God, you kept Cider. Okay, so Raymond might be gone. Yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, I think all you could do right now is chalk up three guys. You got three out of five. So you got a, you know, free agency, you make this trade before free agency starts and before Dougie Hamilton's gone. You've got another $12 million contract. <laughs> like, probably not 12. I, I'm jumping it here. But you've got another huge contract because you can't let Dougie escape. Like, that. that's somebody you've got to sign because you've got, you know, you, you've pushed the timeline out now. Um, instead of us playing this game of, like, oh, we're going to have a bunch of 20-year-old prospects, now we've got our two best players that we're kind of revolving the team around, I would say, are, are 24, right? Um, so you've got Verona and Eichel. So now you've got to push this out because statistically the drop-off for a player and their prime is going to be 27-28. So now you've got four years before that drop-off starts happening and everybody's contract looks disgusting. Um, so, yeah, then then your biggest thing this this upcoming season is making a flexible contract with Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, win now moves. Yeah, that, that also you want his contract to expire – when you can negotiate again and try and get everybody else's contract to fit in and, and make that work because eventually, like we mentioned before, why the Jeff Skinner thing is fun to talk about, but also terrifying. Um, you know, the way we fantasy booked it going out like 10 to 12 years of paying him after you buy him out. Uh, you know, then you, you've still got to figure in some space for, for Lucas insider. And if Bergeron turns out whoever you're keeping after this trade is done, um, can you, can you make it work? All right. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, Cap space space can just get snuffed out in one off season. Yeah. Yeah. Final grade for this, Mike, you want to, and then we'll, we'll start the uh, conversation on player grades. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, final, fi- my final grade is uh, not going to happen. Um, <laughs> um, like we, I think we that there's, this. yeah, there's too much that Steve has to, whew, like you said, there's too much he has to give up. He he loves his draft picks. He loves his prospects. And I, I don't think he wants to drop all that cap space on a guy with a neck injury. Um, as good as Eichel is. And then, you know, yet another uh, <laughs> dump. Um, in Jeff Skinner, I, I oof, it's a lot. It's a lot to to turn over. I, I I think he brought up a lot of good points. Unfortunately, unless he really finds a way to fleece Buffalo, and Eichel just you know puts on his grumpy dumpy pants and says, "Nope, I'm not playing." And you know Buffalo really has to do fifty cents on the dollar. It's it's a no for the Red Wings. Yeah, this this if this ever worked out, maybe it's not even happening this off season. All right. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's wrap up here. Everybody, head on over to bodpodcast.com, brothersdiscussion.com. Check out all the old archived episodes. 
Uh, I think the episodes going forward, Mike, are going to be very, uh, they'll, they'll last a little bit longer than the old episodes, considering those last for about two days before a new game starts. Um, and uh, check us out at VOD Hockey on Twitter. Uh, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the page. We greatly appreciate it. We don't want you to miss another show going forward. Um, and of course, uh, for anybody that watched the entire episode live, you really appreciate it. God bless you. Thanks for coming in. Uh, God bless Will you. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we will see you next time. Woo-hoo.